Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Spotlight. I'm Zachary Shea, here with Nathan Block, as always. And today we have a special guest, our league winner, first-time league winner, and Darren Waller fanatic, <laughs> Andrew Weber. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. Uh, doing a good, doing pretty good. Uh, yes, I am a Darren Waller fanatic. Also, uh, this year is the first time I won a playoff game, so I don't know exactly how much you want to be following my draft advice, but I'm here. <laughs> is it? This is the first year you were on a playoff game in our league? Yeah. Hang dude. on. I, can, I want to confirm that real quick. I'm pulling up the – I was going to say, the league historian here. Can you confirm that? Andrew is 2-2 two and two in, in the playoffs all the time, and he won and both games last season. Both this yep. All right. Yep. But you have made the playoffs all season but one, right, I think? Uh, yeah, yeah, the se- season I got last place. Yeah. Yeah, he's gotten last twice. He's had two punishments. Hey, boomer bust. I'm good for fantasy. Let's do it. (laughs) Hey. Had to go there or go home with him, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Full send from Andrew at all times. Oh, yeah. That's just how I live my life. All right. (laughs) So today we are going to be doing a mock draft. Um, Nathan is picking a third out of 12. Andrew is picking seventh out of 12. And I'm picking 11th out of 12. So you'll kind of, well, I mean, we'll see how the draft falls, but you might be getting uh, three different strategies here. So we will see how this goes. Um, For our starters, we'll give a little bit more of an explanation. And then as we get into our bench, it'll be a little bit more brief, but we'll give you guys kind of the, you know, just quick, why did we pick this player? Maybe uh, give another name or two um, that we picked that player over. So here we go. Nathan, you are on the clock at number three overall. Who are you taking? All right, number three overall. If I'm looking at my draft board here, McCaffrey and Cook have already gone, which makes this an easy pick for me. If if you li- if you listened to uh, that first podcast we talked about running backs, I was so high on Alvin Kamara over Dalvin Cook to begin with, and so I'm taking Alvin Kamara here at number three. He just yeah. has tremendous upside because he's the only weapon on that Saints offense. You saw what he did last season. I, he I mean, he's got he's been injured before, but not as much as Dalvin Cook has. I think I'm getting a stealer at Alvin Kamara at number three. Now that's where he's projected to go. But Kamara's just got the best upside for me out of any of these running backs on the board here, especially in the PPR league. He's gonna catch so many passes out of that Saints backfield. Um, I love Alvin Kamara at number three. Yep, that's exactly where I would have gone as well. Uh, Andrew, I'm guessing that's probably where you would have gone as well. Oh, easily. Yep, definitely. All right, here we go. Number seven, Andrew, who you got? I got kind of a tough decision between uh, my Green Bay Packers, between Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to have to lean towards Aaron Jones a little bit purely because, you know, running back versus wide receiver. And in my mock, pretty much all the other big backs have gone already. So I'd prefer to have one of the top tier running backs, even though he is kind of doing that weird split with uh, AJ Dillon a little bit, kind of like with Jamal Williams last year, but I do think mm-hmm. he's going to get, like plus 60% of the carries I would like, and he gets passed out of the backfield. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking Aaron Jones with my pick. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm actually super high on Aaron Jones this year. I have him. uh, I keep flopping him back and forth between my RB five and RB six, but yeah, I mean, I have him uh, ahead of Chubb, uh, ahead of Eckler. So I'm pretty high on, on uh, Aaron Jones this year. How about you, Nathan? Yeah, I absolutely love Aaron Jones. Um, kind of talked about the AJ Dillon in my uh, running back upside podcast, but um, I love Aaron Jones because uh, he had a breakout season last season. He's going to get more workload, I think, with Jamal Williams out of the picture. Not saying AJ Dillon won't. I love AJ Dillon, but Aaron Jones, I think he's going to have a breakout season. 
yeah. building off of what he did, what he did last season. Even. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I am on the clock at number eleven. Um, couple of guys I have to go between. I have Diggs, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, also Calvin Ridley in there as well. Um, if this was only a two wide receiver, a two wide receiver league, I would maybe lean Kelsey here. Um, but we are doing uh, a three wide receiver league here: one quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. With it being a three wide receiver league, I'm going to go Diggs here. Um, just I feel like this is about as safe. Um, like there's kind of like the top three wide receivers, right? And this is the last one of those three. So I'm going to go ahead and snag him here in this three wide receiver league. Yeah, I absolutely love Diggs. Um, he mentioned Kelsey and uh, who, who was the oh, D-Hop. Um, yeah. I think out of those three, D-Hop's obviously one of the best receivers in the league, but you can't discount what Diggs did last season. I think if I'm rating the wide receivers in the league, I go Devontae Adams because Packers, but then I go D-Hop and Diggs as close two and three. But I don't think you can go wrong with that pick either way. I think um, because of the upside of quarterback the Bills have, I think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, that uh, chemistry is going to grow. Not saying Kyler and D-Hop won't grow as well, but I think uh, Diggs has a higher ceiling than D-Hop does this year. Oh, for sure. And, like, who's going to take the targets away from Diggs? I mean, they got Cole Beasley, who may or may not play. Gabriel Davis is kind of more like the deep threat. And how old is Emmanuel Sanders now? At least, like, mid-30s getting there. So, yeah, I would definitely go with Diggs. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my thought is, you know, there's, a like, I mean, the talent, the wide receivers around him are talented enough to, like, to warrant defensive attention, but they're not so great that they're going to take big targets away like Adam Thielen did when he was in Minnesota. So uh, I am back on the clock here in round number two. Uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins still on the board. I also have Jonathan Taylor and Calvin Ridley. So I'm kind of, so I'm in, I'm in a league with both Nathan. I'm actually in two leagues with Nathan and Andrew, but I am going to give away one of my rankings that I haven't talked too much about. Um, here at this spot, I don't actually love Jonathan Taylor this year. Um, just with Carson Wentz potentially being out, um, Quentin Nelson possibly being out. Um, lots of guys in that backfield too. Like they have four solid running backs and Taylor, uh, Hines, Marlon Mack, and Jordan Wilkins. So I don't know. They've kind of said that they're going to spread the ball around. So I'm actually going to go Calvin Ridley here. I absolutely love Calvin Ridley. Um, he is right now, uh, this year, my wide receiver four behind those big three and Adams Hill and Diggs. So to get three out of my top four wide receivers here, um, I love it. Yeah, I think, uh, Ridley is an excellent choice. Uh, he was my keeper in our Lawrence league together this year. I just think Ridley's going to take off this year with Julio Jones now in Tennessee. Um, he's getting number one reps, obviously. I mean, Kyle Pitts, unknown rookie, Matt Ryan, Ridley been building this connection for a while. Um, I think Ridley's the next Julio Jones in Atlanta. I am kind of high on Russell Gage a little bit just because, you know, he's like the next kind of tier thing behind Kyle Pitts and and Calvin Ridley. But I also want to point out that their running back is Mike Davis. So, like, they're not taking a whole lot off of that. So, yeah, I would definitely go with Calvin Ridley. And let's not discount the fact that they're the Falcons and they'll be behind in a lot of their games, especially considering the division they're in. Saints aren't going to be as good this year, obviously, but the Buccaneers are going to be back to full strength. I'm pretty high on the Panthers this year, honestly compared to where they were last year. But you did mention Russell Gage. I did make a TikTok about him a couple of weeks ago. I do like Russell Gage as well. I think the Falcons are going to be uh, pass heavy this season for sure. Yeah, I mean, that defense has improved, but it's still not good. So <laughs> they will definitely be. <laughs> All right, Andrew, we are back to you in round number two. Who are you taking? 
Okay, uh, just some of the guys that are on the board, like in the higher positions, Justin Jefferson, my boy, Darren Waller, uh, DK Metcalf, <laughs> AJ Brown. This is a little bit of a tough decision for me because, like, you get, like, the, one of the top-tier tight ends or you could get Justin Jefferson, who's also a baller and is probably going to take that number, like, 1A, 1B with Adam Thielen, but I would definitely put him in the 1A slot. This is probably just a little bit of bias, but I'm I'm going to have to take my man. I'm going to have to take Darren Waller. He's probably the number one target in that Raiders offense. I can't think of anybody else that would be. Plus, uh, yeah, he was cooking Jalen Ramsey in practice, apparently, which is hilarious. <laughs> but this dude won me the fantasy league this year, so I got to take him again. It's only fair. Yeah, gosh, I, I really set that up at the beginning of this, didn't I? That, that worked out perfectly. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I love I love Darren Waller absolutely. Um, obviously, Kelsey's your number one tight end, but then Waller and Kill. I think Kittle coming off the injury last season, they're they're kind of two and three that they could be interchangeable. Um, Waller's Waller showed last season he's not uh, not a one hit wonder. So I did like Darren, Darren Waller and that I, for these receivers and tight ends in this early part of the draft. I think that chemistry is huge, and I think Darren Waller and Derek Carr have probably one of the best connections in the league unfortunately they're on the Raiders so it's not going to mean anything but for fantasy purposes it's great (laughs) yeah yeah that wide receiver group is kind of I mean they have talented guys but it's just kind of a mess with Henry Ruggs John Brown Brian Edwards Hunter Renfro like lots of just kind of like average miles to feed so all right Nathan where are you taking all right well Darren Waller was on my board but now he's not so I'm in the same situation that Andrew was just in with some of the players on the board, including Metcalf, Jefferson, and Brown. Um, you know, I got it. I got to go Justin Jefferson here, and here's why. DK Metcalf's a great player, but Tyler Locke is just – he just always seems to be productive more consistently, I think, than DK Metcalf. Justin Jefferson last season kind of burst onto the scene, and – it's not saying that Adam Thielen's targets are going away because we saw that they could both coexist in the same Minnesota offense last season with Dalvin Cook. I just think Justin Jefferson kind of slightly above Thielen out on the depth chart, so he's going to get more looks, I think, uh, more red zone targets. Uh, Thielen's touchdown ratio is obviously going to go down the season. I think that opens up the door for more um, opportunities for Justin Jefferson there in the red zone. I just think Justin Jefferson has a higher ceiling than DK Metcalf does, especially because um, – the Vikings aren't going to be um, just based on their schedule. They're not going to be run heavy. They're going to be passing a lot. And that's kind of their, that's kind of the way their offense is designed. I know they've got one cook, but they do pass the ball a lot with Kirk Cousins. So I like Justin Jefferson in the spot. Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw DK Metcalf fall off last year a little bit um, at the same, like he and Russell Wilson really lined up in terms of when they fell off last year. I think uh, DK, I believe, I, I might I might have heard this wrong. Um, I didn't read it. I heard it, I think, on a different podcast. But, um, like, DK had the exact same number of receptions in the first half and the second half, but he had 300 less yards in the second half on the same amount of receptions because teams were just putting a safety over the top of him. And he was like, crap, I can't run my deep routes. Like, I got to learn all these drags and slants and stuff that he wasn't used to running at. I got to actually college. route run. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan. I'm back up. Get back to you. All right, so I got – oh, this is a tough spot to be in for me right now because we've got that two running running back, three wide receiver league here, and my board is – I kind of like the players 
on the board in this spot. I got Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, A-Rob, and McLaurin to choose from here. I think I understand it's a three wide receiver league, but running backs are just so valuable. And I saw what DeAndre Swift was able to do last season, having him on my team. And I think he's in more of a favorable situation now in that he's kind of the lead back in that Lions offense. He's uh, he's had rookie his rookie season's gone now. He's accustomed to the NFL. I'm taking DeAndre Swift here just to fill up that running back position for me because I know I can grab wideouts later on in the draft. I think having two t- premier running backs can really benefit my draft in this situation. Um, I mean, Deandre, and DeAndre Swift uh, can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. I know they picked up Jamal Williams out of the, for the Packers, but I do think that DeAndre Swift is going to be one of the guys that kind of propels the Lions offense because, let's be honest, who else is going to do that on the outside? They lost Kenny Galladay. I mean, TJ Hawkinson is going to have a huge season, but DeAndre Swift is going to have a big for the Lions, I think. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell has come right out and said they're going to run the ball a lot, which I somewhat believe him. Um, Unfortunately for him, his team is really bad. So I'm not sure that that's going to happen as much as he probably would like it to. But uh, both Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift can certainly uh, be good receiving backs out of the backfield. And I think that there's more than enough to go around for both of them in that offense. All right, Andrew. You are up, my friend. All right. I'm kind of in a weird position right now because I'm kind of in like the second to maybe third tier running backs while still pretty decent wide receivers. But like I'd like to fill up that second running back spot before I really get going too much, but I'm not thrilled about the options. Like, you know, there's Chris Carson, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, who I think are all pretty good. But at the same time, I'm not like – ecstatic about any of them and i got cd lamb robert woods amari cooper over on the other side i'll take out boys uh, i think you yeah you hate dak and that's just you need to talk to someone about that uh i'm pr- uh, i hate to do this i really do but i might be leaning towards david montgomery just because he got a lot of carries and jk dobbins like he's gonna have <laughs> He's going to have, I am a Packers fan, uh, but J.K. Dobbins has the Gus bus with him. Who's like, they just Gus. signed him. They just signed him like a three or $12 million contract. So they're not just going to not give him carries. So to, to fill out that second running back spot, I'm probably going to have to take David Montgomery, even though he does play for the bears. <laughs> I mean, I took a line in a Viking already. So that's, that's fair. I mean, right, it's, fair. it's crazy to think that David Montgomery finished last year as a top five fantasy running back like that's just so weird and he like came on so late um it was against bad opponents for sure but I mean that's what you're supposed to do against bad opponents and he did it um and I mean he as a Bears fan I mean I follow him obviously a lot um I mean this dude is a mean runner um even with like how not so great he was at the beginning of the season I believe he was still the league leader in missed tackles so like you can run the ball. Um, it's just how good is that offense going to be in general? I think um, we shall see. That is for sure. I'm also checking out just how many carries he got compared to other people. And the only people like in the top 10 running backs that I see that got more carries than him are Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. And yeah, that looks like it because he yeah, got 200, 247 carries. Yeah. So yeah. I feel fairly confident about that. Yeah. I yeah, have two really- not taking carries away. <laughs> 
I've been following David Montgomery since he was at Iowa State. Um, the man, the dude, he's a great ball carrier, um, hard downhill runner. I don't understand why it took so long last season to get him going. I mean, obviously, like you said, he played against bad teams down the stretch. But, I mean, I had him in one of my – I had him in the uh, big league with you, Zach, and uh, I got sick of him, so I just ended up straight up cutting him because he was just wasn't being productive. And as soon as I cut him, of course, he took off and you picked him up, and you know, that's sure a whole story. But um, he just – I mean, he's frustrating at times, but I think after what he did at the end of the last season, I think Matt Nagy would be a fool not to give him the ball more. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. I am on the clock here with my number three, or I should say third round pick. Um, I would have gone David Montgomery here uh, if he would have lasted, but he did not. Uh, some other people I like here. Um, both Rams wide receivers are here, but I do already have two wide receivers. And I do think that Rams offense is going to be very, very, very good. Um, but there are a couple of Decent running backs here. Uh, I definitely need to fill this out. Um, I'm going to take Chris Carson while making sure that I will absolutely be grabbing Rashad Penny uh, at yes. the end of the draft because Chris Carson never plays a full season. But um, Seattle running backs do do get some work. So uh, I definitely want that volume uh, in my RB1. Yeah, well, I mean, you hit on it right there. Chris Carson gets injured a lot, and you got to have a shot to your backup. But in games where Chris Carson does play, he is very productive. I've had him on my teams in the past, and I, I mean, he's very reliable for me when he plays. That's the biggest question mark. So if you're going to draft Chris Carson, make sure you snag a shot penny too, because that's where the workload's going when he gets hurt. Yeah, they definitely want to get Rashad Penny the ball. They have draft volume. I have a good investment in Rashad Penny. So they're going to, I still think he's going to see a decent amount of touches. Uh, if he can stay healthy himself, he's had issues with that as well. Yep. Yeah, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I am back around and I just mentioned that I really like the Rams offense. Um, and that does extend to Daryl Henderson as long as they do not bring uh, competition in. I do think there could be some veteran cuts um, that they could potentially sign uh I know the Todd Gurley back to the Rams hype is kind of there but uh, I don't think that's happening so I for now as long as there's no um competition for him because there's I mean there's nobody there's Jake Funk fake junk and (laughs) and I think Xavier Jones is the other name uh in that backfield so I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson here I do think he should get some volume uh, and he was pretty efficient last year when he when he had the opportunity. So I'm going to go there. Yeah, Daryl Henderson, like you said, he's getting the workload. I wouldn't put it past uh, Sean McVay to incorporate Jake Funk into the offense. I just feel like Jake Funk's a baller um, coming out of Maryland. But Daryl Henderson is going to be getting a majority of that workload. And, I mean, honestly, it's his job to lose. And I don't see him really having much competition at this point in time. Um, he's a steal kind of at this point. He's gonna he's big, he's getting running back one carries and he's falling down this far. So, yep. Oh yeah, Sean McVay needs a good running back for that offense to work, and I definitely think Anderson is the is the guy. Yeah, uh, Cam Akers is definitely a big loss there, but uh, I do think Daryl Henderson. I mean, hopefully, uh, he's had opportunities before and it hasn't completely clicked, but 
we shall see with him getting uh, some some heavy workloads here. So, all right, Andrew, we are back up to you, my friend. All right, I have been neglecting the wide receiver position, so I feel like I should probably draft one. <laughs> uh, let's see, some guys that are in, they're still available in mind. Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. I'm not super high on any of those guys. Deontay Johnson, I feel like, has tons of potential and could easily go off like that. But I'm going to have to go, Nathan, you're going to hate me. I'm going to have to go with Amari Cooper. I feel like if Dak plays a whole season. I'm leaving with Dak. He's, he's going to go up there and he's going to be pretty good. Maybe not cool. Like he'll probably be like, again, one, a one B situation with, with CD lamb. Although you don't give number 88 to someone in Dallas to not have him catch a bunch of balls. So yeah. I'm still going to have to go with Amari Cooper though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, am not like crazy high on Amari Cooper just because of the, the foot injury, but um, out of those three, I do agree that he probably has the highest ceiling um, just being in a, in a really solid all around offense. I refuse to comment on any cowboy. <laughs> All right, on to the next. Sorry, Nathan. All right. So my options include, so, so far, picking out of the third slot here, I have Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, and Justin Jefferson. A logical choice would be looking at this board here. It would be to go TJ Hawkinson, but I'm not sure I want Lions on my team to rely on just because they're the Lions. Um, that being said, the receivers I'm looking at include Deontay Johnson and T. Higgins. And you kind of hit the nail on the head with Deontay Johnson. I'm just not sure about that Steelers offense. Uh, as we've stated in our podcast before, out of any Steelers receiver, Johnson has the highest ceiling. But um, I don't know if I can – I just – I don't know if I can convince myself to take a Steelers wide receiver right now. And given the tight end position, I think Hawkinson's going to go crazy. Um it's going to pay me to put two lions on here just because of the, um, if one goes off, that means the other one's not doing their job. But I think the, um, ceiling for Hawkinson is way higher than the ceiling of those of Deontay Johnson or T Higgins to put it as my number two receiver. So in this position right here, it might be a little early to take a like tight end in TJ Hawkinson here in the fourth round, but I'm willing to take that risk just based on, um, everything I've seen out of camps and uh, Jared Goff and that Hawkinson connection of building strong already. So I think TJ Hawkinson has, has to be on pick here. Yeah. I have made it so extremely clear that I absolutely love TJ Hawkinson this year. If you cannot grab one of those top three tight ends. Um, I, I have him projected. Uh, hold on just a sec. I have him projected for 131 targets, which I mean, for a tight end is just, because I mean, what are they gonna? I mean, they're gonna rely on Brashad Perriman and Terrell Williams, like, probably not. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love TJ Hogginson. I personally don't think that's even too early for him. Um, I mean, yeah, mid round tight ends don't have a great track record, but uh, in this situation, I absolutely love TJ Hogginson. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's not forget about my boy Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes, yes. On the Lions who got in a fight at I, practice. So obviously he's committed. Yeah. And that is real true. Like Andrew Weber grit getting in a fight in practice. Like that is what Andrew Weber is all about. You do something four times and it becomes your staple. I don't know. <laughs> all right, Nathan. Well, we are back up to you again. Back up to me. All right. So my board includes now T Higgins. Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, and Lamar Jackson. I love that this website decided to put Lamar Jackson above Dak Prescott. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't love any of those receivers here, mainly because two of them are Bengals. 
and the other one's a former Lion. Um, if I look at other receivers in the area, um, we have Odell Beckham Jr. You know, this is a tough spot to be in right now. I could go flex and put another running back in there, but those running backs are also scary because the top one's Miles Sanders. But I don't want to take a quarterback yet. I'm not – I mean, Lamar Jackson is not quarterback. He's a running back. Um, and then Dak Prescott's the next one. We're not taking Dak Prescott ever. <laughs> um, man, this is this is not a good pick. Can I create my pick? Good <laughs> Lord. Um, um, we're going to go ahead and bite the bullet here, and we're going to take T. Higgins from Cincinnati. Uh, best available player on my board here. Uh, T. Higgins is a guy that kind of burst on the scene his rookie season with Joe Burrow. I think they're going to build that connection. The, the thing that scares me is that uh, Jamar Chase and Burrow played in college together, so maybe more favoritism. I don't know how Joe Burrow works, but um, another thing that scares me is this, that Bengals offensive line. Oh, man, uh, T. Higgins, I mean, he was productive last season, so I can't really take that away from him. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm T Higgins. I think he's just the safest bet out of any of the players on the board. This, okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm going T Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, out of those three wide receivers on that team, um, between Higgins, Chase and Boyd, I do think Higgins is probably the safest bet. Um, Jamar Chase didn't play last year, so he could very well be, um, dusting off some, some, uh, rust for, for a little bit here. Um, he did look pretty good in the preseason, um, but that defense is also really bad. So they're going to be throwing a lot as well, even with even if Joe Mixon stays healthy the whole year. I know they like to feed him quite a bit when he's healthy, but I think that offense is going to throw a lot. Oh, yeah, Sam. So, all right, Andrew, we are back up to you. All right. Uh, I'm kind of in the same position that Nathan's at, where there's a bunch of really good quarterbacks still available and some kind of like third tier wide receivers. Again, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, OBJ, Juju, people like that. But, again, I'm not real high on any of them, and I'm not sure I want to pick a quarterback yet because I got one I got my eye on, but we'll see. Uh, I don't like Kenny Galladay because he's already out from camp that he already got, like, a foot injury or something, and he was hurt yeah. last year. Uh, I'm probably – this might be a little bit of a controversial pick, and I acknowledge that I'm probably reaching a little bit, but I'm going to have to go with my man Robbie Anderson because he's getting his old quarterback back in Sam Darnold. And I feel like the offense is going to be a little bit more efficient, the two of them throwing to each other. And uh, he once got arrested and threatened to do something to the cop's mom. So that's like, that's a guy you want on your team. <laughs> Sticking with that aggressive Andrew Weber nature. No, I actually like Robbie Anderson this year. Um, like you said, with Sam Darnold, uh, he was pretty inefficient last year. Uh, I do think that that efficiency goes up. I think he scores more touchdowns um I guess my like my main concern isn't it so a lot of people are kind of on like the draft Terrace Marshall late as like a deep sleeper thing um like I like Terrace Marshall for sure um as a player the thing I'm more concerned about with Robbie Anderson is Christian McCaffrey coming back not so much them drafting a wide receiver because DJ Moore is a staple for sure uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is, has the potential to catch 100 balls. So um, that would be my concern. But I, I do like Robbie Anderson, though. 
Robbie Anderson was the guy I was going to take with my next pick in two rounds. So that's <laughs> that says that right there. Uh, All right. Can't make it too easy for you, Nathan. Yeah, all right. All right. I am back up. And um, this simulator uh, really – so we are on, just for those listening, we are on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard Mock Draft Simulator. Um, and this uh, Mock Draft Simulator really, really badly wants me to take a Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. Uh, no, I absolutely trying. do not like Juju Smith-Schuster this year at all. Chase Claypool, uh, not a fan quite this early. So, all right, so here's my strategy with something like this. So I need a quarterback, and I also need a tight end. Um, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts are both available, and I only have one team in between my pick. Uh, I am truly fine taking either Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts, so I think I'm going to go ahead and take um, – gosh. Mm, I, I, like, really do not like going quarterback this early, and I almost never, never do. Uh, I think the first time I've ever taken a quarterback – in the first three rounds was in our draft last year. Uh, I took Patrick Mahomes, and that was my first time in, oh gosh, like 17 years of playing fantasy. I've taken the first quarterback off the board. Uh, and I learned my lesson because I was struggling at wide receiver that whole year. So I will not be doing that again. Um, but yeah, uh, with only one team in between me and knowing that I can get either Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts next, I will be taking Lamar Jackson. Ooh, good pick. Also, shout out to our friend, uh, Michael Thompson, who picked Aaron Rodgers number one overall <laughs> in one league that we did. Yeah, I, that's like three, I think. So this is our fourth podcast, and I believe we have referenced Mike and definitely three of them, possibly all four of them. Okay, good. I'm glad to contribute. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's going to be a common theme. Just, <laughs> just know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right, so, I can't complain about the Lamar Jackson pick there. Um, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was uh, debating between him and um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I just mm, the, I I mean, Aaron Rodgers' ceiling was last year, um, and I just love the rushing floor um, that Lamar Jackson has. Like, he will never bust really just because of his rushing ability. So that's why I went there. All right, so I come back around, uh, and I do still have both tight ends available. Um, I have Calvin Ridley, which does make me hesitant on Kyle Pitts. And not only that, but to get the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack, um, I think straight up I would probably go Pitts for my fantasy team. I think Mark Andrews is going to be – the better pick um and yeah i mean they're like they're so close in my rankings i mean they're they're tight end five and tight end six in my rankings um so hmm, yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with mark andrews here i do think he had a little bit of a down year last year um rashad bateman's having surgery so he's out for a little bit sammy watkins is often injured uh hollywood brown is not even like I don't know. He's kind of been inconsistent. Um, so I know, I think Mark Andrews is still Lamar Jackson's favorite pass target, uh, especially in the red zone. So, yeah. I saw like this little graph where they showed like where Lamar Jackson throws on the field and it's almost exclusively the middle of the field. Like he doesn't go to the boundaries hardly at all. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would feel, I would feel really good about Mark Andrews. Yeah. And I typically don't, uh, 
in most mock drafts I've done, uh, those next three tight ends, Hawkinson, Pitts, and Andrews, are usually off the board uh, in round six. So uh, to get one there, I also really like. Yeah, Mark Andrews isn't a bad option. Um, I'd be <clears throat> kind of hesitant with picking quarterback and tight end. That's not Mahomes and Kelsey. But, hey, um, in this situation, I think it works out. Um, I mean, Mark Andrews is a proven red zone threat. I don't think that the Ravens had the experience to kind of compete with that. And uh, Andrew pointed out the great fact that Lamar Jackson throws down the middle of the field exclusively. So um, Sam Watkins comes into the offense, but he really didn't show too much in Kansas City. So I think Mark Andrews is a safe bet at tight end, especially considering where the tight ends are at in this league, in this in this life now. I mean, you know, you get one of the top four, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And uh, with getting two studs at wide receiver, I'm, I'm not even looking to fill my third wide receiver spot here for a while. So, all right, Andrew, we are back to you. All right. Uh, again, kind of the same situation I was before where there's a bunch of quarterbacks available and some kind of second tier wide receivers. I might bite the bullet and get a quarterback because there's still Nathan's favorite quarterback, Dak Prescott available, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. Uh, but I've also got Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, DJ Chark, who are not, I don't know, not as reliable. Will Fuller is honestly a little tempting because he did produce last year before he got hurt. But he's suspended to start the year just, off. Just the one game, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying he missed time last year because he was suspended. That's oh, yeah, why he's yeah. at the end of last year. Trust oh, yeah, me, I had sense. him on our team, or on my team. Doesn't <laughs> do drugs. No, do drugs, kids. Yeah, that's true. That's a good message. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, it's mainly between Tyler Boyd and Dak. Uh, you know what? I can. There's a lot of comparable wide receivers. I'm going to have to go with a quarterback. And Nathan Block, you're going to hate me. I will lead the chat if you do this. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait, no. Aaron Rodgers is available. No, I'm taking Aaron Thank Rodgers. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You. I was going to say, did you listen to the podcast ever? Because <laughs> okay, low key, I was gonna take Aaron Rodgers no matter what, but you need to take Aaron Rodgers before you take Dak Prescott. Good lord, I was gonna say, there's no way that like Andrew, like, was I felt like just messing with Nathan there, but yeah, I mean, even as a Bears fan, I do, yeah, uh, with I mean, Dak was lighting it up last year, but obviously, he had the ankle, um, flash foot, and then. Getting a second opinion is never a good thing. Like, if you get a second opinion, you didn't get good news the first time. So, um, I know they keep saying nothing to worry about, but I'm worried about it. So, I'm probably uh, I'm probably going to bump him down um, several spaces in my quarterback rankings until we hear something uh, definitive. So, all right, uh, Nathan, we are to you. All right, my board includes – um, couple of quarterbacks we have already told you we didn't like, and a running back we didn't like. So I got some a lot of people to choose from. I got Dak, Russell Wilson, and Kareem Hunt on my boards. You already know I'm taking Dak. No, I'm not taking Dak. Um, not taking Kareem Hunt. I don't need a running back, and that we we already talked about why we don't like Kareem Hunt. Um, if this was an actual draft, and I wanted a quarterback here. I would take Russell Wilson and then trade him by week six. <laughs> um, 
Yep. So I'm going to look at wide receivers to kind of fill out my last receiver spot. Um, man, I got nothing to work with here. Receivers on my board include Jerry Judy, which isn't a bad option, but I it's the oh, quarterback yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and then it goes DJ Chark, who I already told you in my in the wide receiver podcast I didn't like. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who I told you why Tyrod Taylor and he doesn't throw to receivers ever. Um, man, this spot kills. I'd be tempted to go fill up my flex and pick up Miles Gaskin, but the Dolphins kind of concern me with their declaration of the weekend. I'm, I don't know if I can trust that. My week 14 is kind of nice, but, man, this is a tough spot to be. I don't know who I want here. Like, if we were actually drafting this right now, I would – Probably Run take up the entire, entire time. Like, honestly. Draft Randy six. Moss. <laughs> this is round six. <sighs> Tim Tebow's going to have a big year. So. I heard that. <laughs> uh, the problem is, is this is round six, so I'm going to be up again in, like, three picks. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Good Lord. I could go quarterback here. My quarterbacks include Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill. Um, so my quarterbacks include Justin Herbert and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, I we talked about it in the um, the running backs. You talked about Miles Gaskin and how much upside he has. I just don't believe in Malcolm Brown. I mean, he ran out of opportunities with the Rams um, and then he I mean that if they do go running back on, by committee the Dolphins aren't going to win very many games and so I think in order for Ryan Flores to keep his job he needs to put Miles Gaskin in as the back with Salomon Ahmad as the backup because wow Malcolm Brown's bad my connection's unstable. That's fun. But um, I'm going to take a risk just based off of um, what the Dolphins have been talking about. And I did mention in a TikTok the other day that um, I don't think that the Dolphins are. I think they're bluffing right now. I think Miles Gaskin is their number one guy. Um, I'm taking a bullet here. I'm going Miles Gaskin, and I hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they certainly used him a ton last year when he was healthy. Um, I don't think that's too much. If he was your running back, too, um, then, yeah, I would say that's maybe a little bit of a risky pick just with how they're kind of looking right now. But uh, in your flex spot, I mean, worst case scenario, uh, you draft some higher upside guys later. And, um, and yeah, you fill out your flex with somebody else, and he's a he's just kind of like a bye week plug-in. So. Uh, I don't think there's too much. I don't think there's too much risk there. I actually think that's a that could be a very good value bet there in this round. Mm-hmm. Same. Anything we are right back to you. All right. So still looking for that last wide receiver spot. 
Um, my board right now, the best available player is Russell Wilson. So my best available player is Brandon Cooks, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't like Russell Wilson either. I like him more than Dak. Um, my wideouts include Debo Samuel, who's not a bad option, but that quarterback play from San Francisco kind of concerns me. And if Garoppolo is the quarterback there, it's going to be the Kittle show again. Um, Brandon Cooks, I talked about why I don't like him. In my last and the last podcast we put out with Tyrod Taylor, uh, Will Fuller suspended for a game, so I need to find somebody else to replace him there. Um, Antonio Brown is another receiver out there. This is tough. I think just based on um, where I'm at, I need a guy that's going to be on the field. And so Will Fuller is not going to be on the field because he's probably going to be us for drugs again. I don't know, though. <laughs> um, and Antonio Brown, that's just a – I think we went over one time where there, there were 10 targets that Tom Brady could throw the ball to. So yeah. his ceiling is really low. Um, so that kind of puts it between Debo Samuel and Brandon Cooks. And, I'm just looking at the strength of schedule here, and I think the 49ers have the easier schedule for wideouts. Um, I know that Samuel would have to match against Jalen Ramsey um, twice a year, but on paper it says that um, the 49ers have the third easiest strength of schedule, where the Texans have 18th, so that's over half of the league. Um, you know, I'm going. I'm going to go Debo Samuel here, but I gotta get. Um, another decent wide receiver coming up shortly here because I'm not completely sold on Samuel. I know he's going to have a, another season like last year. He's kind of put himself up that depth chart for the 49ers, but man, that's, that's a tough situation to be in right now. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think he should even see Jalen Ramsey in those games. I think it would probably be Brandon Ayuk. Um, and they're going to find a way to, they're going to find different ways to get him the ball. He, he comes out of the backfield a lot. They'll get him on some jet sweeps and stuff. Um, so, I mean, they'll manufacture touches for Debo Samuel as long as he's healthy, I feel like. But, yeah, um, for an offense like that that really likes to run the ball, um, you know, I to support three good receiving options um, could be tough. But I, I don't – I mean, obviously, Kittle's going to be one of them. And then we will see between Debo and Brandon I. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Here we go. You are up. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm debating whether or not to get my third wide receiver. Kind of fell out my flex spot. Uh, guys are available. Yeah, like Nathan Wolfuller, Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, Lavisca Chenault, Mike Williams, and running backs. Miles Gaskin is still there, and he's very tempting. But I'm gonna have I to do. I say Nathan took Miles Gaskin in his. Oh, might be. But I am going to have to take a bit of a dark horse candidate. And it's kind of like I acknowledge it's probably not the greatest pick, but I have a feeling uh, it's going to be Corey Davis from the New York Jets. Gosh dang it, Andrew. Because they're paying him like a number one he's receiver. Look, oh, my. He, he's, the, he's on the oh, Jets. He's one and, I, and I love the Jets <laughs> in a weird, sick way. So I'm into it. <laughs> no, uh, that was, was going to be. Um, my pick, um, he's, as of right now anyway, the number mm-hmm. one wide receiver in that offense. Um, they did draft Elijah Moore. Obviously, they have Jamison Crowder as well. But uh, I think 
like you said, I mean, they gave him a wide receiver one contract, so he's going to be the wide receiver one for right now. Um, so I actually, I actually like that pick. And we Zach talk Wilson's about, a gunslinger. So did we did we talk about Zach Wilson and our quarterbacks at all? I can't remember. Yeah, I actually am. I actually think he's. I think he's undervalued in terms of this is what I said earlier. Um, I have kind of fallen off on him just a little bit, not a lot. Um, mm. But he's a, gun, a gunslinger. I do think that later on in the year, he could be productive uh, in a super flex or two quarterback league. Uh, I do think he will go through some growing pains um, coming from going from yeah. BYU to NYC. But um, yeah. Yeah. No, the reason I asked is because I think I remember not being so high on Zach Wilson at the time, but he's grown on me since. And the main reason is because of Corey Davis. Like I've been watching um, TikToks, obviously, and doing some research on Corey Davis. And like he puts up numbers and he's projected so low. So I really love this pick at this position for you, Andrew. I think Corey Davis is going to have a great season. Um, yeah, he's going to be. I mean, he's the guy in New York. So if the Jets are going to be any more good on offense, it's going to be because of him. Yeah. Oh, use the word good and jets in the same sentence. You can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I am up here. I also have my uh, third wide receiver and flex spot. And this is where, gosh dang it, Zach, I really wish I would have rated, waited on a quarterback like I always do because I still have Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady. I guess those are the top two that I'd be looking at here. But I absolutely love Ryan Tannehill, as I said um, in our undervalued quarterbacks podcast. Um, finished his QB seven last year. So to get him here in the seventh um, at the end of the seventh would just be great, but I have Lamar Jackson, not complaining with that. Um, but of course, in hindsight, wish I would have probably grabbed uh, another running back there to fill out my flex. But um, here, I think usually I don't start going upside this early, but with where the draft has fallen to me, um, like, my wide receivers available, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones, Devontae Parker. Not excited about any of those guys. Um, James Robinson, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, not excited about any of them either. So I think I am going to – I'm going to reach a little on this one. I know it's a reach, but um, I definitely want to get this person on my team, and I do think that he could be able to just – eventually um, put him in my third wide receiver spot and leave him there. And all three of my wide receivers are good. I am going to go, and there's truly not much bias here, even though it is one of my various players. I'm going <laughs> to go with Darnell Mooney here. And yes, I am aware that that is probably early, but with how the draft felt to me, I just really do not like anyone else. I want to make sure I get him on my team. No, I can, I'll give you a receiver next time around. That is probably 10 times better than Darnell Mooney. But you do you. Uh, do, you, do you hear he recently had a child? Named I Jalen did not Ram hear that. Named oh, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Hey, that, that was also on <laughs> Twitter for a little while after we beat him on the deep route. Yeah. But no, I like, I like that pick too. A lot of upside, wide open wide receiver field in the Bears that isn't named Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I mean, how often was Darnell Mooney open deep last year and Trubisky or Foles overthrew him? It seemed like three times a game. Obviously, it wasn't. But God, I mean, yeah. I was so sick of seeing that constantly. I'll retract my statement because I forgot Trubisky isn't the quarterback, which means they might throw to other receivers, not named Allen Robinson. So yeah, right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But we will see. Um, all right. I am back up here. 
and mm, um, gosh, am I going to go in high upside wide receiver again? No, I'm not. Um, I'm going to grab a running back who had just under 200 carries last year. Um, even if he, this is kind of, a, I guess, I don't want to say ins insurance, but hmm. yeah, Chris Carson is off injured. Daryl Henderson, um, like my running backs obviously aren't great. So I do want to grab like a definite starter here. Uh, and I do not think that playoff Lenny is, I think that's what it was, was playoff Lenny. Uh, he got almost a hundred less carries than Rojo last year. They brought in Gio Bernard, but I do think Rojo should be, should be the main running back there still. Um, like it's him and Raheem Mostert for me and gosh, Raheem Mostert just never stays healthy. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Ronald Jones the second. I going to say, unless this is Madden, I don't want any part of Raheem Mostert. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Because in Madden, he's got 97 speed, but in real life, he's got glass bones. So, yeah. Glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> every, every day he breaks his arms, and every night he breaks his legs. <laughs> All right, Andrew, we are back to you. All right. Uh, I'm. I'm just not in a good place in this draft. There's no one that I really think is good. Also, I just want to point out that I was I was talking crap about Mike Davis before, and he's still available. So that's funny. <laughs> Uh, was Mike Davis still available in years? I don't know. He's like projected. He's number fifty-one, and like the next closest guy is number seventy-eight. Jeez. So no not, one wants him. Those uh simulator uh, bots are not high on Mike Davis. Neither am I. But like, I mean, at this point, though, maybe there's no one to really compare him to. No one that's like a number one guy. Like other guys are like James Robinson, who I would take if they didn't draft ETN and Damian Harris, who like no one knows who's going to carry the ball for the Patriots. Cam Newton. Yeah, that's, he said he's not, he says he's not a bell cow in this point of his career anymore, which I'll believe it when I see it. I was going to say, he said that he said that when he got injured in Carolina and looked at a monster. Yeah, right. He had like what, like 12 or 13 rushing touchdowns, maybe 11. He was, uh, he was insane last year, rushing wise. All right. I did talk crap about him, but I'm going to have to take Mike Davis. He's just a bowling ball, and I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, not a sexy pick by any means, but I, he has no competition for, for carries there. So I do think they'll be, they'll be throwing the ball so much. But um, this I mean, is the eighth round, ball. right? Yeah, it says experts, uh, what you call it? He was ranked number 51, and I got him at pick 90. Yeah, I mean, that's – He went in the fifth round in mine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's where he went in mine as well. That's oh, a man. steal, I guess. My that's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right, Nathan. All right, round eight here. I got to take quarterback because he's still on the board here. Um, Zach alluded to it earlier, but Ryan Tannehill is still on my board, so I'm taking Ryan Tannehill here just because – how do you not – Honestly, and the quarterbacks left. I mean, Brian Tannehill and Tom Brady are the only legitimate quarterbacks, in my opinion, left. So I really need to snag Tannehill here. Um, nothing other to say than the fact that he's got Julio Jones and AJ Brown to work with now. Yep. Yep. New offensive coordinator. Uh, you can't really hand the ball off any more than they did last year. So, true. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. So, 
All right, I think that should get us into our bench spots now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so we're going to go a little bit more um, slightly rapid fire with these. All right, Nathan, here we go. You are back up. All right. Um, I know you wanted to go rapid fire here, but here's the <laughs> wide receiver I was talking about. Um, if you listen to my last podcast about DJ Chark on the Jaguars, I gave you uh, the counterpoint as to why DJ Chark and Jones Jr. If you look at his statistics of the past, how many years in Detroit, he knows he's accustomed to being on a bad team and he's a good wide receiver. <laughs> I'm going Marvin Jones here. All right. All right, Andrew, you are up. All right, me, uh, going to have to go with a guy that's got a lot of potential. I just saw him and now I can't see him. Uh, Dolphins run or Dolphins quarterback, or excuse me, Dolphins wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, who's apparently been lighting it up in practice and got that connection with Tua. And yeah, I just think he's a high upside wide receiver. Yeah, I think uh, Devontae Parker is definitely the odd man out in that offense. And he was on my absolutely do not touch under any circumstance list um, TikTok that I made. And I definitely will be standing by that for the entire season. Even if he blows up, I will hold strong. All right, I am up here. um, So I'm kind of at the point now where I want to get some balance probably on my bench because my roster has decent balance, um, but I will probably lean running back here. Uh, I do want to grab one more starter for sure. So I am going to grab Zach Moss um, out of Buffalo. I think uh, with signing uh, Josh Allen to a big extension. I don't think they're going to rely on him as much to get um, those easy rushing touchdowns. I think that they will be handing that off to Zach Moss, who uh, actually led the Bills in red zone carries anyway last year. He just, um, when they got super close, it was more of a, the Josh Allen's show. So I'm going to go Zach Moss there. And then I will be coming back around again. And oh shoot, the get the other guy I was gonna take. Um Russell Gage was still there and I kinda it was tempting to grab him just in case Ridley were to go down, but he just went. Um I'm gonna go with you know what I have Mark Andrews, but the fact that this tight end has fallen. Um, to this spot, uh, he is ranked number 88th, um, ADP of 81, and I'm picking at 110 right now overall. So I'm going to grab some tight end insurance here, and I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard of the Eagles. No, if they get rid of Zach Ertz, that would be an even better pick. But... Yep, that's what, yep, that's why I still think. No, no, it's trying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I do think he'll, he should still be the tight end one. I, I do think Zach Hurts will still take, uh, or not take his uh, targets away, but hey, if he does go down or if he gets traded midseason or even before the season starts, who knows? All right, Andrew. All right. Uh, so you said Russell Gage is taken on yours, but if he's on mine, I can still take him, right? You can still take him. Uh, then that's my pick, Mr. Russell Gage. Yeah. I think we already discussed why we like him so yep definitely all right nathan coming into my spot here 
just to recap, my running backs are Alan Kamara and DeAndre Swift, and I'm in a luxurious spot here with Jamal Williams and Latavius Murray, both of the Lions and Saints, respectively, on Ooh. my board here. Um, so for handcuff situation, um, uh, DeAndre Swift had those injuries last year. Uh, obviously, Latavius Murray's going to be involved in the Saints offense a little bit more, but uh, that's a little biased pick here just because Jamal Williams played for the Packers last season. I got to take Jamal Williams as the handcuff to DeAndre Swift. Yep, that sounds good. And you are up again. All right. And up next, let's see. I could go ahead and take Latavius Murray. He's still on my board here, um, which wouldn't be a bad idea. But I've already got Miles Gaskin in my flex spot. And so I, I do need some wide receiver insurance, I think. Um, I. Don't like any of these players. <laughs> Getting to that point of the draft, huh? It is already like that it's, point. It's like draft. that dead zone when you're not quite taking like super long shots on deep sleepers, but there's yeah. no studs available. You know, there's not even like definite starters available. Yeah. You know, we're going to go um, PPR fantasy purposes. I love this guy because he hasn't put up the yards, but Good lord, he can catch 10 passes for 22 yards. I'll take that any day of the week. I'll go Jameson Crowder from the Jets. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And sorry, Nathan, did we do you twice again? Yep, I went okay. uh, Williams Crowder. All right, okay. All right, Andrew, we are back to you. All right, uh, I'm going to go with – I acknowledge that my draft is a little Packers heavy. Didn't mean to do that, but it kind of happened, you know. I'm I'm gonna have to go with the handcuff to Aaron Jones and potentially like you know a little bit more of the goal line stuff. I'm gonna have to go with the quad father, Quadzilla, Mr. AJ <laughs> Dillon. Nice. Yeah, I'm actually a, I'm I'm pretty high on AJ Dillon. I think he'll be I don't think he'll be completely useless, even if Aaron Jones is healthy. I think that they'll get him some carries. So uh, Okay, hold up, hold up. Um no, I'm not gonna talk about AJ Dillon here, but this guy just appro- just appeared on my draft board. Can we just appreciate Giovanni Bernard's mustache? Oh, yeah. That is a thing <laughs> yeah, of his, beauty. His mustache and his profile picture is 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. All right, so I'm going to have back-to-back picks here. Uh, I went running back, and then I went tight end. Uh, I'm going to grab at least one, uh, maybe two wide receivers here if the other one stays available. Um, I really did not like this pick at the beginning of the soft season, but I'm going to go with uh Jalen Rager of the Philadelphia Eagles he's just been absolutely balling out in camp um and he's been working with the ones which is the major reason and Devontae Smith is already injured so I'm going to go with Jalen Rager and then it is Crowder wasn't on my board there yeah, and I don't love going um, Goddard and Rager, but um, with both of them on my bench, uh, I don't even feel that much pressure to, um, to keep them both. Like, it's not going to make me feel bad if I release one of them. So um, this one, so this is another guy that I really want to get on my team in a lot of cases. Um, and it's just painful. It is absolutely painful. But I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to let him stay on the sideline. I really don't. He wanted him there. 
He wants him to play. He wants to throw to him. Last year, he only had Devontae Adams. He only wanted to throw to Devontae Adams and sometimes Robert Tanyan. Devin Funches, baby, let's go. <laughs> no, it's not Devin Funches. God, this man. year, he has his guy back, and I'm going to take him. I'm going to reach for him here. Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb. Ah. Which it's basically Jordan I Nelson. might regret, but we are at the point of the draft. I am... I have no attachment to these guys, so if I release them after two weeks, then fine. But I'm going to go with Randall Cobb. I think he has higher upside than many people are giving him credit for. But Zach, I'm taking Donald Driver. <laughs> but, but Zach, he tore out your heart and showed it to you in 2013. Uh, Chris Conti. Tore <laughs> That's my favorite play of all time, honestly. Yeah. Sorry, right, I can resist. No, it's all okay. Right. You're up. Uh, let's see. I don't like a lot of the guys that are available and I already kind of from my bench, I already grabbed two wide receivers and a running back, but I don't feel really good about any of the other running backs that are available. So I might have to go with a high upside guy. I'll do it. I just, this is, this is rough sledding gentlemen. Uh, I just take a shot just, on the guy. This is late. We're late. All right. All right, I'm in. The I'm in. I'm in. We're doing it. The man last year had like 900 receiving yards on not a lot of catches, and the Patriots just signed him to a bunch of money. We're going to do Nelson yeah. Aguilar. Yeah, I mean, they. I was shocked when I saw that contract that they gave him, um, especially considering, like, I I believe he – and I think he's he's either just below or the same or just above how much Juju is getting paid this next year which is like crazy but all right andrew here we go or sorry not andrew nathan you're up twice in a row here all right uh pardon me let's take giovanni bernard just because of the mustache but <laughs> i'm not going to do that if this is like our league then i would but for mock draft purposes i'm going to take irv smith jr to um back up tj hogginson quality backup tight end in my opinion yep just made that TikTok yesterday about yeah, the Minnesota Vikings players. There's just nobody on that team, including Adam Thielen. I do expect touchdown regression, but mm-hmm. I still do not mind Adam Thielen at all. I like that whole team. All right, Nathan, you are up again. All right, I'm coming back around here, um, around 13. Um, kind of looking at because we have to get, we've got two roster spots left here. I'm kind of looking at a backup quarterback, um, and I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan just because of uh, the situation he's in. He's always an air raid kind of quarterback. He always puts up numbers, and realistically, I only need him for one week. So, Matt Ryan's my pick here. That oh, yeah, I like good. that pick a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yep, they should be throwing a ton. All right, Andrew. All right, my pick is also going to be a backup quarterback. It's a guy that it may not lead his team to a lot of wins, but I do feel like he's going to – Rush for a lot, if not throw for a lot. He rushed for almost 400 yards last year and not a lot of games and three touchdowns. We're going to go with Jalen Hurts. Oh, wow. He's still available for you? Yep. That's a good pick right there. Yeah, I mean, all the upside in the world there, as long as he can uh, – whatever that – I don't know what that Eagles offense is going to be, but if he can handle it, I mean. <laughs> no, all right, uh, I am actually going to go back up um, quarterback as well. Um, we talked about this guy on our podcast and I just mentioned that there's nobody on the Vikings offense that I would avoid. And I'm going to go Kirk Cousins to back up 
Lamar Jackson. And then I'm up again. And this is my last spot on my roster. Um, who do I have? Let's see. So we got running backs. Um, I forgot to mention Rashad Penny went before my Rieger Cobb. Um, oh, gotcha. Duo. So I really wanted him there, but he did not last to me. Um, none of neither of the Rams handcuffs really do it for me. Sorry, took me a while to pull that up, but I got it. I got there. Don't you have that T-shirt? I did. It, now I outgrew it because now I'm large. I'm Same. a large human now. Same, dude. It's all right. <laughs> um, I'm now, actually. So. <laughs> I'm gonna grab an underrated um, handcuff here, um, just because I'm not. I'm a Bruce fan, but I'm not a Tariq Cohen believer. Um, Damian Williams did play pretty well. Um, so I'm going to go with Damian Williams just in case something happens to um, David Montgomery early. Damian Williams can run. He can catch out of the backfield. Um, I think that's a, a pretty safe handcuff to uh, if Montgomery gets injured, that he'll handle the bulk of the workload. Mm -hmm. So that was, my last, um, that was my last pick. So, Andrew, we are up to you for your last pick. All right. My last pick is... Again, I don't feel great about this pick, but it's the it's the end of the draft. We got to start reach, or we got to start getting high upside, guys. Uh, I think he underperformed last year, and he was injured for a couple games. And the Browns signed him to a bunch of money, so why would they not throw him to him? I'm gonna go with Austin Hooper to back up Darren Waller. Very nice. Yep, they definitely gave him a ton of money. So, all right, um, my last pick. Okay, so the Dolphins, for whatever reason do go running back by committee as my last pick. So I will bite on Malcolm Brown. If once Gaskin goes ahead and proves it, I'm getting rid of Malcolm Brown. But if they want to go by committee, Malcolm Brown's my guy here. All right. And that wraps up our mock draft. So let's just go ahead uh, real quick and do a rundown of our roster. Any final mm -hmm. thoughts, um, things you like, things you don't like about your roster. Uh, Nathan, you want to start us off? All right. uh, quarterback Tannehill. Uh, running backs, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, wideouts, Jefferson, Higgins, and Samuel, tight end, Hawkinson, Flex, Gaskin, and then I got Jones Jr., Jamal Williams, Jameson Crowder, Ersmith Jr., Matt Ryan, Malcolm Brown off my bench. Um, I love my running backs. I love my quarterback. I love my tight end. I'm not sold on my wide receiver core. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson's going to be a baller, but T. Higgins and Debo Samuel, I really went heavy with the second-year receivers there. Wow. Um, yeah, T. Higgins and Debo Samuel are going to be guys that uh, if my team wants to be good, they got to be they got to be productive because uh, Marvin Jones Jr. will get his on the off my bench for me if I, I can plug and play him anytime. But, um, yeah, wide receivers are a big question mark for my team. They did rate my grade a B out of um, as a B draft rate, which isn't bad, uh, not where I'd like it, obviously, but I'll take a B here for this mock draft. Um, I obviously know that, and if I do have a third pick, I do have a third pick in one of my leagues, so uh, I'll know not to uh, uh, wait on receivers. I think that's <laughs> wasn't that was my downfall here. All right, Andrew, how do you feel? How are you feeling about right. your draft? All right, here's my draft rundown. 
uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, uh, David Montgomery, Mari Cooper, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Darren Waller, Mike Davis, Jalen Waddle, Russell Gage, AJ Dillon, Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Hurts, and Austin Hooper. Uh, I feel like I neglected the running back position, like I generally kind of do. What and which is not the way to win fantasy leagues, but you know, uh, I wish that I wouldn't have gotten Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones because looking back, I could have gotten Tyler Boyd in that spot and waited out a little bit longer and gotten Justin Herbert, which I think may have been a better combination. Uh, a lot of high upside guys, a lot of boomer bust guys banking on Jalen Waddle being okay. Uh, low key, I know I just made the pick, but like Austin Hooper kind of seems like a dumb pick right now. But other than that, I feel like it's okay. I got like a C plus, which is my grade point average in college, so it makes sense. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, like Robbie Anderson, Mark Cooper, Corey Davis, I feel really good about my wide receivers top tier uh, running back, quarterback, and tight end. So I feel like I could be pretty decent in this league. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have to say, look, looking at mine, um, I I like your roster uh, the best out of these, Andrew, I would say. Um, but just with how, with how my draft fell out, kind of as we were going, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm glad I don't have, have a late pick in our 12-team league. Um, sorry, Nathan, I think, well, at least you're at 12, so you get the 20. <laughs> um, I have the first overall pick in that league, so spoiler alert, I'm drafting CMC, guys. Um, Gasp. If you want to, yeah, if you want to start prepping for that. Um, <laughs> but here's my team. Uh, I went uh, Lamar Jackson, Chris Carson, Daryl Henderson, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Darnell Mooney. I'm going to say Darnell Mooney and company because I kind of am just going to be streaming that spot for a while. Uh, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, Zach Moss, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, Randall Cobb, Kirk Cousins, and Damian Williams. Um, yeah, I would say the main regret here, uh, I wish that I would not have taken Lamar Jackson because Ryan Tannehill and Tom Brady both fell a little bit. So I definitely would have liked um, to have probably grabbed another running back for my flex slash to use when Chris Carson gets injured and then still had Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady in that quarterback spot. But um, I do like the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. Um, I'm going to be streaming a lot <laughs> with my wide receiver three and my flex, which yeah. um, I mean, I'm okay doing to a certain extent, but um, yeah, I got, I got the worst grade. Uh, I got a C minus. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh. yep. Going, going through it. I, I didn't love it. I don't hate it. Like if I came out with this, I'd be like, I can, I can work with it. Um, you don't, win your, league, you don't win your league on draft night guys. Right. One yeah. thing I've always noticed is it's that commitment. One thing I noticed is that the year I've won in the Loris league is that I think I had like a C plus team or a C plus draft grade and I was supposed to do like two and 11 or something that year. And I won the league, so draft raised me nothing. I won last year partially because of two trades that I made, neither of which people will be named. But one of them, <laughs> I got I got two running backs for Tyler Lockett, which kept my league afloat for a little while. And I happened to get uh, the phenom Justin Jefferson for Julian Edelman from a person who shall not be named. I mean, you can name I him. I thought he was going to – I thought he was going to burn out. I wasn't going to name you, bro. <laughs> I was going to burn out. 
All right. Um, well, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us on our fourth podcast. It was truly a pleasure having the uh, current league champ. Uh, I do have, don't get too excited. I have a tiny, like it actually is tiny, so don't get too excited. A tiny surprise for draft night. Um, we're hosting the draft at my house up here in Minnesota, and I got a little tiny surprise for Andrew. Um, but like I said, truly do not get too excited because it's nothing crazy. Um, never had a surprise on the league. <laughs> you started the trophies. You just I did start the trophies. So, hey, yeah. I went. I stuff. went from I went from two years ago to having uh, what was his name, the running back for the Cowboys, have his only two, his own, Darren McFadden have his only two fumble <laughs> games to keep me out of the yeah. playoffs to winning two years later. So I deserve this prize. I'm just I'm I, just kidding. I just want to point out while we're here that um, I've never missed the playoffs in that league, and neither has Zach. I never missed the playoffs <laughs> because of the phantom deflection. So you're welcome, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> Thank you both so much for having me on. This has been an absolute blast, and I hope to come back on in the future if you'll have me. Andrew, yeah. you have a below 500 winning percentage in our league, just so you know. For now. For now. Yeah, it'll be lower than that in the next couple of years. It'll be fine. <laughs> below 400. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, thank you very much for sticking around. We uh, appreciate the listeners. Don't forget to um, subscribe and turn on those notifications so that you can get a notification anytime we put out a new episode. Andrew, thank you again. Nathan, thank you as always. Peace out. <laughs>